Welcome to the Push-Ups and Pizza Podcast with your host, Coach Chad Cannon and Sandy Benson. Welcome back to the Push-Ups and Pizza Podcast. How are you doing, Sandy? I'm doing great, Chad. Hi, everyone. All right. Guess what? We have an amazing story to yes, tell you it's today. incredible it's incredible you're yeah. going to want to listen to the end on this one yes you are so we have a special guest we're going to jump right in we mm-hmm. have a special guest here his name is jovi reynolds where'd you get that name by the way um so both my parents uh <laughs> argue on who takes claim of the name but uh my mom i'll give it to my mom <laughs> It's Jovi, J-O-H-V-I, pronounced like the Bon Jovi, the infamous Bon Jovi. Ah. And no relation, but it's a Native American name, and it means father of the sky. Hmm. And my middle name is Orion, after the great constellation in the stars. Yeah. So they kind of play well, off of each other. That's a good story right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you're full of them. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so... Um, Jovi is is the son of Abby, who was on a previous episode of our podcast, yeah, a couple weeks uh, the ago. massage therapist, mm-hmm. and she told me this story about how you biked across America, and that was just very recently, right? Yes, uh, I finished about three weeks from today. Yeah, it was about three weeks ago. Wow. wow. Yeah. Okay, so first, I got to know, how did this even start, I mean... Yeah. What made you want to do it? How did you <laughs> progress in planning it? Anything? No, that's a great question. So um, I'm in the National Guard, and I was in D.C. for the events that followed January 6th. And while I was in D.C., I was like, man, I've been doing military training. I just graduated college. I don't know what's going on. I don't have, like, a full-time job when I get back home, but I have some money saved up. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm looking at uh, – I was running. They didn't have a gym, so I was running, and they had a stationary bike because the gym wasn't very good. So I was biking a lot, and I'm, like, looking at these beautiful scenes that they have displayed on the bike as I'm pedaling. I'm like, man, I want to – and I grew up biking. I grew up in Marquette, and it's a phenomenal biking place. I bike to school every morning. I look forward to it. So biking has always been something that I've done. And for some reason, I was like, why don't I try to bike across the country? Like, I want to first, I didn't even know what or how or if anybody's even done it. So I looked it up and the southern tier bike route is the bike route that I decided on, mainly because I live in Bluffton and the starting point is in St. Augustine, Florida. Okay. So for those reasons, okay. this, the southern tier made a lot of sense to me. Where do you end up? I end up in San Diego, California. Okay. So 3,000 miles, a little bit over uh, <laughs> journey. And if you do it right, you'll make it to San Diego. So is this something <laughs> you've always wanted to do? Is it, or is this like, maybe I should just go try something cool and, and try it out? Um, I think the, the idea was born. I had a friend in college and crazy awesome guy. He had mountain bikes, super outdoorsy. And he took one summer to bike across the country. And I remember him doing it. And it took him, I think, like 65 days to do it. And he was like, yeah, I just camped out wherever. I'd stay at places. And I remember hearing that. And this was like six years ago. 
And I was like, wow, that would be something cool to do. So I think the idea was implanted a few years ago. Yeah. And always kind of like <laughs> stuck with me. And then I was like, wow, somebody else that I know's done it. Let's see like if I can do it, if it's possible within 40 days. That's the that was the amount of time that I had to give myself because I am in the National Guard, still have other commitments. So I only had a 40 day window to get it done. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so but that's good. That kind of. Yeah, it little. pushed me a lot. I only took two days off. The wow. whole trip. Wow. Now, did you research like you said you thought about it yeah you didn't know exactly what how and you said um i just had it kind of implanted i might do this did you do some research i did do a lot of research i watched a lot of videos and most of them were on like camping tactics mm. how to mm -hmm. camp light how to be efficient because that's I, i'm carrying so much with me and honestly i started off Probably not the best. I had a trailer and ended up having to ditch that. I was so. going to say, that's got to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So speaking of the bike, um, tell us about your bike. How Did you like get the most expensive bike out there? And, and... No. So um, <laughs> I didn't use a road bike. I used the Giant Talon, which is a middle of the line, brand new. It's about a $750 bike. And I bought it for $250 uh, four or five years ago because I had it all through college. It was the bike that I biked to class with. Wow. <laughs> wow. From, yeah, class yeah. in college. And it's a comfortable bike. I, I know the bike. Um, and because I was in D.C. prepping for it, I needed a bike that I knew. I needed a bike that I knew was comfortable, reliable. So – I, it's a heavier mountain bike, but the forks at least I could lock out. So the front suspension would be like, if I didn't want any suspension, if I'm going downhill, I could turn them on. So that was nice. Wow. But yeah, not an expensive bike at all. I would totally think you'd get like the most expensive bike out there and have back up <laughs> wheels. And I, uh, the most expensive thing actually that was on my bike is there's a brand called Schwably. And they have these tires that are like Kevlar tire based. And I had no flat tires over 3,000 miles. Wow, it's just going to say. those tires. They were $80 a piece, so $160 altogether. Right. But to not have to really worry about it. Oh, my gosh. It, that's is, yeah. That's, that's wild. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was you definitely worth it. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So how'd you, how'd you prepare for this? Yeah, so. I mean, um, obviously in two ways. Yeah. Mentally. <laughs> physically yeah. and then the bike that's three 100%. ways yeah three <laughs> three different ways um so yeah people think this is the, the craziest part when i tell them is before i started the farthest i'd ever been on a bike outside was 36 miles and like i said before i was in dc uh with the national guard so i only had a stationary bike in the gym at the hotel so the farthest i did on that was 60 miles and the very first day of my trip was 89 miles. So I already passed what I had done before on the very first, first day, day yeah. of biking. And how'd you feel? <laughs> Honestly, it wasn't until like the third day where I really started to feel it. And I was like, this is probably the hardest thing that I've ever done. And mentally, the preparation, it was tough because I had to order all my gear to the place that I had just moved to in South Carolina and put everything together and then go on a bike trip 
yeah. that's going to be 40 days long. Right. So like right. prepping for that there, it was, yeah, it was yeah. kind of just, you just kind of cross your fingers and hope <laughs> yeah, that everything hope goes okay. Yeah, <laughs> but everything's right. Um, and then mentally there was, I think like two days before I'm like, I don't know if I want to do it. Like I started to doubt yeah. myself. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I like should do it. I have money saved up. I can, you know, I, yeah. I don't know if I really want to talk it. yourself I'm out. Trying to talk myself yeah. out of it before I even yeah. started. And then once I started, never questioned it. The only wow. thing that I did question was I was there'd be hills and I almost like I don't know, once a week there'd be these daunting hills and I'd be like, should I try and hitchhike? Like I that <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like I'm not going to quit, but I'm like should I try, yeah, like, should I try and hitchhike? And the sad thing is is that wherever the hills were in Texas, yeah. there was no cars. You never saw a person, Yeah, I didn't right? see a person, so the opportunity never was even there. That's funny. I'm That's like, funny. Yeah. So wow. then how do you know what you need to gather? Is that part of the research you did or talking to your friend? or? Um, yeah, a lot of it was part of the research. Um, I probably could have reached out more to other people a little bit more yeah. who have done it, but I yeah. just... You really slowly, didn't have a lot of time. No, I didn't. And for that reason, I was like, I'm just going to go off of what I can find on my own. Right, and, right. Uh, that helped out a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. I I went a little bit heavy. I told you guys. Um, <laughs> I started off with a one-wheel trailer and was pulling a trailer behind me. And the very first week, I my knees were hurting. I, it was the hardest thing that I physically had ever done Right. because that trailer was so heavy. Yeah. And I bet. I eventually ran into a guy who had done it and he's like, man, get rid of that trailer. <laughs> and it was the best decision I ever made. Literally the next day, got rid of the trailer and things went a little bit smoother. Great. That's, that's awesome. All right. So tell us, um, tell us about kind of like where you're, path sent you you know how what route did you take and and did you meet anybody along the way where did you stay at that kind of thing yeah so um I started in St. Augustine Florida and eventually would make my way through the panhandle of Florida into parts of Mobile Alabama Mississippi Louisiana and then the big state of Texas and uh, I'll get into the other states as we progress as I travel west so in Florida I met a amazing family um, at a hotel that I was staying at, and this is in April, so things are starting to get back to normal. This is Florida, and I've been in lockdown. Everybody's been in lockdown for COVID, and the hotel staff is like, we're doing a social, and I haven't done anything social in over a year, so I'm like, okay, let's uh, let's check this out, and I met this phenomenal woman who told me a story, I mean, within like the first 10 minutes of meeting her, about her near-death experience hmm. and her what awaits for her. And her she and her husband took me out to dinner that night and just wow. showed me this, yeah, amazing um, appreciation that I have for just people and their generosity to somebody who they don't even know, a complete yeah. stranger. Yeah, but somehow there was a connection. There she was. saw you doing this. Yeah, she saw. Something in you sparked yeah. something in them. Yeah, and it, yeah, it was, it's like you said, there mm -hmm. was like some type of connection mm -hmm. there yeah. that drawn her to towards me. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. It yeah. was amazing. 
So then as you kept going, you found like different people in different places were yeah. pretty kind to you. It was um a lot of things happened and I, I'm a fan of fate and I believe in fate. So a lot of things happened like perfect timing that you can't even explain. So when I when I, I uh I was in Texas and this is probably the craziest story of my entire bike trip. I was in Texas, just made it um, so right at the border of, uh, Louisiana and Texas, and there's this back road. And for some reason, my map's taking me through this like back road and it's a dirt road. And I see these, this car's like following me. This white car mm-hmm. is following me and they pass me and then they're waiting for me at the end of where this, this road, this dirt road meets the expressway, the highway. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And then there's a truck that's behind me now. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get behind this truck and pedal as fast as I can because I don't know what this white car is doing. Yeah. So as this truck's going, I'm behind it and I'm pedaling and I pass this white car and there's a a male and a female and the male's eyes look at me as if they're looking through me, like as if I'm looking and the He's outside of the car in the trunk, and I don't know what he's grabbing. I'm so focused oh on, like, just getting out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't yeah. know what they're doing. Yeah, and, yeah. And so I make it to the road behind the truck, and I don't see the white car again. And yeah. I'm still fl- – I mean, I'm I'm yeah. pedaling as fast as I can. Yeah. And little I'm, fear involved there. A little there. fear involved <laughs> and, and now my adrenaline's going, and I'm looking at my map to, like, try and figure out what next road I'm supposed yeah. to go on. And I turn left. And I see this guy, I actually turned left because I see a guy and I'm like, this has to be my road. And there's a guy who's pulling a boat and he has a flat and he's struggling. And I'm like, Hey, do you need a hand? So I help change his spare and everything. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, he couldn't believe it. He's like, oh, man, I've been working on this for an hour and I can't get any of the nuts loose. Yeah. And I, and I he, he thought I was like superhuman. I get over there and I'm just like cranking on it. And well, pretty much, I think you you at that point probably were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, and that's the thing is with all the adrenaline going, I yeah, it, there's no. And he's like, "Where are you going down this road?" And I'm like, "This is what uh, the map says." And he's like, "This is a dead end road." And so it was by fate that I yeah. ran into him. Yeah. And the guy ended up actually driving me a little bit to like a better starting point. Right. And I told him the story. The crazy thing about him is he's a pastor and his sister. Oh, wow. Yeah. His sister is somebody who actually casts demons out of people. Uh-huh. And like they, like the exorcism. Yeah. 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 Stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was like, what are the chances that I run into somebody <laughs> after an experience like that? Yeah. He's a pastor. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. So tell us, did you meet, I mean, you obviously met a lot of people along the way, but who else did you meet? So, um, as I was continuing through Texas, uh, the big state of Texas <laughs> took me a total of 13 days. So just shy of two weeks to get through. Wow. That was the majority of your trip. Which yeah, was. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And, uh, I had a headwind for most of it. And I finally, the wind had switched in a place called, uh, Fort Stockton, Texas. And it switched and was at my back. It was an 18 mile per hour, uh, wind at my back. And I biked 142 miles, which was the most that I'll ever do on this bike journey and the most that I'll probably ever do in, in your life. life. Yeah, <laughs> I'm being good and uh, 
So the next following day, the wind was back and it's against my head. And I'm like, oh man, back at this again. And so I had a low day of 45 miles and I finished just outside of Van Horn. And as I'm like, you know, calling it a day, I see these guys, they have a bike and that like their bikes are all out. They're all drinking Gatorades and sitting, relaxing, talking. And I'm like, Hey, where are you guys? Are you guys doing the Southern tier? Like I, you would be the first group mm-hmm. of people that I've seen actually going the same way that I'm going. Mm-hmm. Cause most people start in California and finish in St. Augustine. So I'm like, Oh, this would be awesome. And finally, and they're like, no, we're doing this thing called the great Texas ride. And they, the ride starts in Dallas and finishes in El Paso. And so they're, they're prepping for what is going to be their last day of riding the next mm-hmm. following morning. And I'm thinking, I'm like, to myself, before they even asked me, I'm like, man, I'd love to be able to ride with these guys. Yeah. Just, just to give me some, you know, motivation, yeah, momentum. momentum. Yeah. And uh, they ended up asking me, they're like, man, you should ride with us. And I'm like, really? Like, you guys want me to do it? <laughs> like, acting like really, I wasn't. Really, please? Yeah, please. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. So I, I rode with them all the way to 118 on the last day with them. And... They were all astounded because they were riding their bikes that, you know, a lot of them were road bikes, uh, $3,000 bikes. They all had this uh, skin suits on. Looking at you like, what are you doing? Yeah, and I didn't even wear a watch. They all had their watches because they were tracking all their volts and watts and everything. And I didn't even have that because, well, when you get so every single day and you look at a watch, you like fixate on time and how fast you're going. And so I didn't even have a watch. But I remember thinking, I'm like, man, I'm so happy I didn't have like any of that stuff on me because I'm like, I would. Just the way that I am. Yeah, Yeah, I would be so focused on those kinds of things. Right. And they're looking at me like I'm crazy because I have all my gear on my bike. I had found this awesome – it looked like a bison horn. So for like a week, I had been carrying it because I'm like – I found it on the side of the road. I'm meeting my buddy in El Paso, and I'm like, I'll give it to him so he can send it back. Right. But they're like, you just found this horn on the side of the road? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And I'm like, it looked cool. It's uh, I'm not going to be able to send my bike back home, yeah. so at least I'll have something to remember the right. trip by. Right. Um, so, yeah, it was just by fate. Like, sure, look, I mean, they're traveling. Like, what are the chances that I run into a group that are yeah. – at the same place, going to start and go to the same final destination. That's, like, yeah, yeah, that is incredible. The next morning. Yeah. Like the timing's just. Yeah, you really hit timing on a lot of things, just yeah. like we were talking about it's, off, you the, know, off channel. Yeah, the weather. You guys asked me if I hit any uh, crazy weather. And somehow I ended up navigating through majority of my ride by missing it just It'd either be just past me yeah. or just before me. Like the weather, I was just nap like somehow a needle in a haystack just making it through. I missed hail. There was tornadoes that I missed. Um, made it through Louisiana before they had their crazy uh, like floods. And but I didn't escape. <laughs> sadly, in Louisiana, I didn't escape the. Uh, the allergy season that yeah. hit hard in Louisiana. Allergies and snakes. Like yes, <laughs> and snakes. Yeah. All right. So once you got out of Texas, where'd you head to? 
Alrighty, so uh, Texas, I followed New Mexico for a little while, and in New Mexico, there wasn't a whole lot. Uh, I camped out under the stars in New Mexico three times just because, really, of how vast and mm -hmm. desolate it was that there wasn't even the option for staying in a hotel. Um, so, so that made my decision easy of whether I was getting a hotel or not. Save money. And it saved money. That's for when you got that, to San you, Diego. I mean, you obviously didn't have a lot of food with you. No. So what did you do? Um, did you stop and go to restaurants and stuff no, like that? No, like that's a great time? question uh, because the health aspect comes into it. So I, yeah. I tried a few days to eat super clean. Like mm -hmm. I did, I tried. I was like, man, I'm going to try and eat clean. And those days, my energy was just gone. Like, I, I wasn't having a candy bar. I was trying to, like, be health conscious. And my I just didn't have enough energy. I mean, I, I didn't wear a watch, like I was saying. So I can't. I can only estimate how many calories yeah. I was burning. Right. But you, I mean, you, you weren't bike, taking in enough calories at no, all. No, let's yeah. say, I mean, you can just, yeah. anybody knows yeah. that if you're biking 10 hours a day, and we're talking 100-degree weather, yeah, and 10 hours a day in 100-degree weather, yeah. And the like winds at your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, and I'm, my pack is 80 uh, pounds. Like, that yeah. is a workout. Yeah. Like, you're burning yeah. out. So, oh, yeah. I would stop at gas stations, and seriously, I mean, I had, oh, my mom probably told you guys, I had ice cream every single night. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I had ice cream. I hope a gallon. Oh, I, I was eating so much ice cream, and uh, I was losing weight. Like, oh, I bet. So, but it was the quickest thing to, like, I'm hot all day. And that's what I would look forward to every single night was a, a cup of ice cream or whatever I could find that was similar to that. Okay. Um, and yeah, so in New Mexico, I, uh, I stopped in a place that I'll remember. Um, it was called Hachita. And it was close to the, um, the Continental Divide Trail, right. which is another popular um, biking trail slash hiking trail and that's where like the starting point is the closest like city and it's not a city i mean the population is like 300 maybe wow and i was talking to the owner of the, the only gas station for probably 100 miles in either direction and he just became the owner and he did the continent there's a continental race on bikes and he just started doing that two years ago Huh. So, uh, yeah, we were talking about biking and all yeah. these amazing stories. Wow. And uh, I stayed in their, like, city hall type thing for $10 mm -hmm. that night. And there's a book that had everybody who had been there, what yeah. they were doing, yeah. who's doing the Continental Trail, who's doing wow. the Southern Tier. So that's something So, common. yeah, I took wow. a picture of the book and I put a little entry yeah. of who I am, what I'm doing. And that was, like, the first thing that... Uh, Something like that that I had seen on the yeah. trail, which yeah. was really cool. And that was in New Mexico. So I'm already like, uh, at that time, 2,000, probably 500 miles in. Yeah. I uh, moved into Arizona. Arizona would be my favorite um, state uh, that I biked through. Yeah, Arizona The natural beauty, huh? the sunsets. Yeah. Uh, it was it was gorgeous. I loved Arizona. <laughs> um, moving into California... I, oh, it was, it was rough. California was a desert, lots of hills. I started to climb back up the hills again. Really? So it went from where the Continental Divide Trail is. I was at 4,500. 
went back down to sea level basically or just shy of it it was like 300 feet and then had to climb right back up all the way to 5,000 feet again so it was a little bit of a roller coaster yeah the last uh probably 10 days of my trip mm. of some downhill some uphill that had to be the hardest part of the ride as well, correct? Yeah, I'm almost oh, done. I got to go yeah, with this again. 100%. I, uh, yeah, because you get that momentum. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm almost there. Yeah. And then, not nope, yet. Nope, not yet. You still got, <laughs> you still got a little bit more. Not yet. Yeah, sadly. But, um, yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, I made it to California, and I'm climbing up the mountains. <laughs> And on the other side of the mountains awaits the finish line. So I, I'll i just tell you guys about the most beautiful place, um, Julian. I finally made it to – it's almost like – Almost like heaven after 40 like days, heaven. right? Yeah. It's, it's this small, quaint little town on the top of the mountains right before you descend into San Diego. And what makes it so special – is the fact that the PCT, the post, uh, the Pacific Crest Trail, runs right through it, and I'm I'm just finishing this, you know, a cross country bike trip, and now I get to run into people who are just starting their trip, oh, going from you know the southern portion of California all the way to the northern portion, right, and they're doing their own journey. Mm-hmm. And I met these group of people who were similar age of mind, similar mindset, because anybody yeah. who, you know, tries to do anything like that right, has right. to be a little bit, you know, yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Trying yeah. To find More free spirited. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for that reason alone, it, it made it a culminating event just to witness these people starting their mm-hmm. journey. It was, mm-hmm. it really showed. I ended up crying, and all honestly, I cried that night and like went for a walk, and I was like trying to soak it all in and yeah. be appreciative of like yeah. what this journey meant for me. Yeah. And then realizing like these people and what this journey is yeah. going to mean for them. Yeah. Yeah. And so, on that note, what did this journey mean for you? I, <laughs> there was, there's so many things uh, to take away from it. And it's just what someone, what any individual person can do on their own, but then also being like, look at all the other people who are there that will help you mm-hmm. along the mm-hmm. way. And you really don't do anything like, cause I was, it's easy to be like, Oh man, you did that whole thing on your own. But mm-hmm. then when I look back and it's like, look at all the people who I ran into and yeah. who helped me and gave me motivation who yeah. maybe didn't yeah. even realize it. Right. Encourage they encouraged you, right? Yeah. To keep going. And you do, they don't even they don't know that. Yeah, you know, and just the sheer thing of um people ask me they're like, Well, how'd you do it? What like motivated you? And it's as simple as the fact that I can mm-hmm. do it. And that it, but seriously, like I'm physically capable of doing something like that. Why not do it? Mm-hmm. And there's so many people who aren't or have a disability mm-hmm. or time mm-hmm. isn't on their side mm-hmm. anymore. And I ran into so many people just stopping at gas stations. That's how I got food all the time. And so many people would be like, I wish I could have done that. Or mm-hmm. I want to do something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And that was so motivating. And yeah. I don't know if they realize that. But to me, yeah. that was like, I have to do this. Yeah. And that's why yeah. I never thought about quitting. Because it was yeah. like yeah, all these times that people were like, I wish I could have done that. Yeah. I want to do that. And I'm like. Just reinstilled that this is why I'm doing it. Right. Not just for myself, but for the people who can't do it. 
And people are like, well, why didn't you do a fundraiser? Then I'm like, there's so you can you can donate to this organization, a different one. I just wanted it to be about the journey itself with no other extrin, uh, extrinsic uh, alternative or motive right. pushing so me. Cool. It was just to do right. it, right. just to do something like right. that. Right. I didn't want to ever be focused about money, be focused about contacting sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted wow. to do it. Yeah. Just well, you so. said at the time you were kind of maybe struggling a little bit with your faith. So yeah. I'm assuming this kind of, oh, you know, yes. it, brought you in touch <laughs> with some people that really might have it really did. assisted by, with that, yes, right? Yes, and by fate it did. I, um, 100%, I, I feel a lot better with where I'm at now and progressing forward, not only in my spiritual life, but just in like life and purpose and meaning. Yeah, uh, oh, I bet. It gave me a yeah. sense of, you know, this grounding of what I can do if you mm-hmm. want to do it. And especially in a time where everything's shifting with COVID yeah. and yeah. the future is still, yeah. you know, undecided. The fact that you can go out and still do something that you set out to do was amazing. Well, I, I commend you. What an accomplishment. Yes. And um, I know that whatever you put your mind to it, you will definitely do from from now and into the future. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing this. Yeah, thank you both. I enjoyed it. Yeah, we did too. We did too. Thank you. Email your questions or comments to chad.cannonfit at gmail.com and be sure to share this podcast with anyone you think will benefit. Fitness is not a destination. It is a way of life. Dare to be great.